0: morning, how we doing this morning? morning. It's a blessing to be out in the house of the Lord this morning, because a lot of people couldn't make it, but it's good that we're here, so we thank God for that. Could everyone please stand? If you could, please turn to Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. Whenever you're done, everyone look up and let me know you're ready. Everyone must submit himself To the governing authorities For there is no authority Except that which God has established The authorities that exist Have been established by God Consequently He who rebels against the authority Is rebelling against what God has instituted And those who do so Will bring judgment on themselves For rulers hold no terror For those who do right But for those who do wrong do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do, to, to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor.
1: Let's pray. Father, what awesome God you are. We worship you in this place. We understand that we're standing on holy ground this morning because of you. Father, do what you only can do speak to our hearts. I'm just your mouthpiece. I'm just the conduit. Guard my mouth that I may only speak what you would have me to speak. You have a word for your people, as you always do. We position ourselves to listen this morning so that we might be transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're continuing our series on housekeeping and uh, we have been cleaning house, so to, speak, so to speak. And today we're going to be talking about authority. But the way that we're going to do this today, uh, we're going to do it in two parts. Today, generally, we're going to be speaking about authority in a general sense. And then next week we'll deal more specifically with authority as it relates to us, the church. We're going to deal with spiritual authority. Uh, But today we're just going to deal with the subject of authority. Authority is a very sensitive subject. How many of you love to be told what to do? I did not think, I got one hand. (laughs) I was surprised i get that. He's an officer, so he's, he's, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, the reason that authority is a sensitive subject is, I think, one of the primary reasons is because of those who have either misused or abused authority. I think the tendency for all of us, uh, particularly when we've been sort of abused or the victim of bad authority, uh, some folks have been have gone through problems at home when their trusted father. I used to investigate child abuse cases. Uh, parents who have authority over their children has misused that authority. We've seen uh, in government whereby people who are deceptive, um, crooked, manipulate the authority. That has been given to them. We've seen it in church. Where we have seen. Uh, pastors. Leaders. Who exploit the sheep. For their own good. And so the tendency. Is to. Kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. I went through such a situation. In my early years of my walk with God. Whereby we were abused spiritually. I remember having those moments and I thought to myself that I would never listen to a trust another person ever again. That's how I hurt I was. And the pastor in his wisdom, I had a conversation with him, and I explained to him what I had been through. And in his wisdom and his grace, he said. He said to me, Gary, you just need some time just to heal and regather yourself. But we're going to be here to support you as you continue in your walk with God. And so I understand. You see, how many of you, some of you may not be old enough to remember Rodney King. How many of you remember Rodney King in L.A.? If you weren't, if you weren't living during those times, you certainly heard about it. where police brutally beat this man. To the point that his face he was almost not even recognizable. And that was right at the beginning when they start having videos. You know, nowadays, you know, police officers have a very, very difficult task because everybody got a video now. Their cell phones, they can come any way, shape, form. I mean, I mean, you have to be extra, extra careful. But in those days, people just didn't walk around with camcorders and videos. But yet they capture in a moment how police acted in a moment of darkness. And so it only emboldened those who would say that, you know what? Police are crooked. Pastors are thieves. Political people, people in politics can't be trusted. And, and so, we have come to a place and a point where the temptation would be to think lightly of authority. But I want to bring all of us back to the word of God. I know that this morning that I run the risk that inevitably somebody will say, "Well." Pastor Bailey, he has some other agenda. Perhaps he wants to promote himself. I got to be honest with you. I was very, very uh, reluctant. I'm always reluctant to talk about these type of messages. Because I don't want people to get the idea that there is some other agenda other than to please God and to say what God knows It's true. And I want everybody to keep looking up this way. I know there's some stuff going on, but keep looking up this way. Say they're going to be okay. Trust me, they're just coming in. But what we got to come back to is the truth about authority. Because some folks have even said, some Christians, and some of you may have even uttered these words. I don't need to listen to a man. I don't need no man telling me. What to do. After all, they've taken a scripture that says that the Holy Spirit is in us and the Holy Spirit will talk to us. So therefore, I really don't need to listen to what anybody else has to say. God is the only one that can speak to me. And the minute that authority or somebody that represents some kind of authority say something that you don't agree with, then that's a quick out. But folks who, have the, who think that way totally disregard that even though Jesus Christ is the head of a church. Amen? Amen? Jesus Christ has ordained authority within the church in order that there might be order in the house. In the 1970s, I may be predating some of you, but they had, you know, that was during the sexual revolution where they had all of these people, and they called them the baby boomer generation, where they had all this free sex and free drugs. And uh, pretty much in the 60s and 70s, the idea was, I can do whatever I want to do. Have all the sex I want with whoever I want to, smoke all the drugs I want, I can get high, and I really don't care. In fact, there used to be a bumper sticker, a slogan that says, some of you may remember this or have even seen it, question authority. How many of you have ever seen that? Question authority. Now, for the record, let me say this. When we speak about questioning authority, authority needs to be held accountable. You hear me? Authority should be questioned in order to promote health and goodwill For the people. Amen. So we're not talking about we can't question authority, but there's a difference between question authority for the good and a spirit of I want to question the authority because I don't really need it, which was kind of the idea back in that day. So he had this revolution of people, a bunch, we've raised up nowadays, a generation of rebels. I first was, and I was a school resource officer, I was shocked. It took me about six months to get a hold of how I saw young people talk back. To adults, even to the teachers. I've seen young people curse the teachers. I was, when I was growing up, some of y'all don't even realize. When I was growing up, the teacher, the teachers used to bring me up to the front because I used to, I was one of those kids that just made a I was like, I was a shy I, I wanted to have fun in class. I wanted to learn. And teacher used to used to bring me up, Mr. Hall. I will never forget him. I was, I don't know, I was probably in second grade. Gary stopped playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Gary stopped playing. Switch <laughs> <laughs> <smart> ball. <talking> <sharp inhale> <factual> right in your head. Ding. <phoneSINGING laughs> and he called me up, brought a paddle. And in front of the whole class, you know, the whole class would laugh. Some of us, see, some of y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all are too young. But back in the day, they would bring you up in front of the classroom and get a paddle and they would give you two or three good wax on your butt. If you did that today, y'all, y'all, somebody following me. But now there's just this generation of people who don't have any respect for authority, have no respect for parental authority. People who, who you love and people that you know, I got people in the family and I look and I, and I hear words coming back at adults and I say, my goodness, and the church, People even are like that. We hear oftentimes that the negative that come with authority, but let me say this, that the benefits of of authority far outweighs the negative. Let me show you. Can you imagine a world where there was, or a country where there was no authority? Let's say that there was no police that we didn't have any police patrolling the streets. That in and of itself would promote chaos. Let's say that we had no military. Let's say that we had no parents that even were remotely concerned about young people, that they just kind of let them go, do whatever they wanted to do. Imagine a place where there was none of that, that everybody would just became a law unto themselves. What kind of country would you think this be? You couldn't sleep at night? People would be breaking into your home? You couldn't call the police because they don't exist. There'd be bank robberies all over the place. Criminals would get emboldened and they would just, oh, I got a party. Authority was set up by God. God. Instituted authority. No man established authority. It was almighty God that established authority. Now, you all remember Satan? He was kicked out of heaven. Why was Satan kicked out of heaven? Because of his rebellion, his pride. The Bible says when he was booted out, a third of the angels came down with him. Read the book of Revelation. And the Bible says he come down onto the earth. Whoa, whoa. Inhabitants of the earth because he's coming down because he knows that he got a very short time to work. And the spirit of Satan is the spirit of rebellion. Rebellion is sin. The spirit of rebellion is Sin. The spirit of rebellion is a person that delights in challenging authority with no real reason except to get my own way. I tell my kids all the time, because I got teenagers. I got one that's grown. I always have to remind them, I know how old you are. Because he'll let me know. <laughs> I'm such and such. Okay, but this is still my house. There's certain rules that we have in the house. I love you, but you just can't do what you want to do. Romans chapter 13, let's go to the word of God. Let's get God deal with this. It says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authority. How many souls? Every soul. That means God is calling every soul to be subject to authorities, to obey and to submit to authority. Write this down. 1 Peter 2, verses 13 through 15. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the whose sake, the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. The Bible calls us to obey and submit. We were having our men's meeting yesterday, and one of the things we concluded with was that people hate that word submit today probably today, more than in any other generation. You hear the word submit, it's just like, nobody likes it. Because the devil has perverted it. To make you think that submission and following authority is a bad thing. Authority is a good thing. It protects, it it provides protection, security. It promotes order. Because we already established that without it, things would be disordered. That's why the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. Anything that has to do with confusion, God's not a part of it. God God is a God of order. If you don't believe it, look at the look at the universe. It I mean, it shouts order. It shouts glory, majesty. I, 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 I still marvel when I fly in the sky. It's amazing what I see, the beauty of the sky, how everything just fits right in its place. I, I, I go to the beach and I look at the waters and they, they stop at a certain place. God is a God of order. The Greek word for submit is hupotasso, a tasso. It means to place in an orderly fashion. Authority is more about order. It ain't about whether or not a person is better than the other person. You all understand that, right? Authority has to do with order. And nobody understands that more than my military friends. You understand order. And whenever I go in the presence of folks who are in the military, that's the first thing that comes to my mind sharpness, order, discipline. They get up in the morning. They, most of them I know, they're clean. They got order. Their stuff is like neatly placed. It's like, wow. Order. So it says that hopotasso means to place in an orderly fashion, dependent position, to get up under. That's what it means when we talk about the word submit. Now, this is going to get real good, so stay with me. Now, there is, though, one exception, because I know that every one of you are sitting here, you're thinking to yourself right now, well, well, what about this situation? How many of you got something like that going on in your minds right now you're thinking, what about this situation? There's one exception. You know what that one exception is? If anybody asks you to disobey God's word. Well, listen, you are not... As a Christian, hear me well. You have no right. Listen, if a person who is in authority, and you know they're in authority, if my position is, if he says, I want you here at four o'clock in the morning, why why do we gotta be here at four? We can get the same thing done at six. Why do I gotta be here at four o'clock? I mean, that's stupid. Did you hear that stupid, Naomi? Naomi? That's stupid. Why do I got to be here at 4 o'clock? You want the project done? I can't do this project all by myself. He got to give me some help. He crazy. That is rebellion. Because last thing, he ain't say nothing about, he didn't say, hey, won't you go take a gun and shoot somebody? He didn't say, hey, won't you go sleep with somebody else's wife? He didn't say, hey, won't you go rob a bank? He gave you specific instructions to do something that you really don't want to do. And authority, watch this now, I say this all the time, that I don't know how many of you are in here here today, but watch this. I guarantee you, That if I gave you the, if I said, okay, you can be a pastor for a week, that every one of you would do it differently than me. And do it differently than the person that's beside you. You know why? Because you're wired differently. You have certain things that you have emphasis on, right? Certain things I like. I know. I will just get rid of it right from the bat, Pastor Bailey. I will get rid of this. This is crazy. I know that. But see, that's why God established authority. Because if you don't, you get everybody, because because we're made in the image of God, that means we're creators. We're we're, we're inventors. God made us to be creative, innovative. And so we got this stuff running in our brains all the time. That's the way God wired us. And so this is this is who we are. And so so God says, okay, I know, but here's what I gotta do because you're imperfect. We got some issues. Satan has come down to pervert the truth. He come down with the spirit of rebellion. All Satan is about is rebellion. And anybody who operates with the spirit of rebellion, you're operating under the spirit of the enemy. Satan. I'll show you from the scripture this morning. He goes, well, Pat, where did you get that from? That's crazy. I'm glad you asked. We'll show it to you in a moment. You know, we got to back up everything with the word here. Because we're a word church. We're going to bag it up. We ain't going to just talk to you. We're going to give you the word. But look what he says. It says all authority comes from who? God. Now, let's think about that for a moment. For there is no authority. Now, it says no authority except authority that comes from God. So who is the author of authority? not a man-made thing god is the one that sets authority and why did god give us authority so that so that people can feel good you know how people who abuse authority you know what they do this is why i'm always careful about you know we got we got a couple people in this church that's that's moving to that's in leadership that's moving toward ordination and they will tell you i am very slow with that let me tell you why because you give some folks authority they be dangerous Some of y'all thinking about somebody you know right now. As soon as they get promoted, I've known people on the job. Man, they get a promotion, what happened? Mike, you can't talk to him. Head swollen. I'm an authority. I got the power. Dangerous. And, so, and so, so, so people who got esteem issues, you can't put them in authority too quick. Why? Because as soon as they get it, they're ready to whip the sword on you. Ah, I can't catch it now. I can tell you. Well, I'm on I'm authority. I, I got it now. You know, authority don't operate like good authority. Is really authority that leads by example. You lead. You love. You empower people. Real authority empowers. It lifts. It leads. It directs. Amen. It is healthy. And watch this. Watch this. So all authority is appointed by God. Now, now, now there are four types of authority that God has instituted on the earth: the governing of all citizens. Number one, the church over all believers. We'll talk about that next week. Parents over all children. That's right, children. Obey your parents, for this is right that you might live long on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back in the Old Testament, thank God we ain't living in the Old Testament. Because if you talk back in the Old Testament, kids, you know what the law was in the Old Testament? Somebody said it. Somebody say stone. You guys bring them out and stone them to death. If you're going to talk back, bring them out. Everybody load up the rocks. Kaboom. Kill them. That's how strong God feels about rebellion. Everybody say, thank God it ain't like that. Can my kids have been wiped off the map long time ago? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Pastor, where are your kids at? They talked back, had to get rid of them. <laughs> And then the fourth one is master over employees. We'll deal with that a little bit. You know, that, that employee thing, that boss. Oh, how I many you got some bosses that just bug you a little bit? Oh, God. You may not like what we're going to say, but we're going to deal with it. So, so, so he said resisting authority is ultimately resisting God, right? So we got we to pick this up because I'm just going too slow. So resisting authority is ultimately re- re- resisting God. God is the one who ordained authority. When we resist authority... We bring judgment on ourselves. That judgment can be as a consequence of disobeying. You know, if somebody disobeyed a law, you know, they go to court, they get tried. That's a consequence. But I also think that if we have a spirit of rebellion, we disobey what God wants us to do, then there's a certain judgment that we can expect from that. The Bible says that a man reaps whatever he what? Sows. So if you sow rebellion, what are you going to get back? That's a law in the earth. You sow it, you reap it. You sow it, you reap it. What do you want? I want peace, sow peace. I want joy in my relationship, sow joy. I want love in my relationship, sow it. Sow it. He said, you reap what you sow. He says in verse number three, the rulers are not a terror to good works. You know, now, now listen to this. Even the worst, now you all can think of some oppressive, right? There are some oppressive regimes out there who don't do it, quote, unquote, the American way. But you know what, the, even the, the most evil of these governments, at the end of the day, they were crafted to bring order and protection, supposedly. Now, you know you have some, that you are naming some like you know, the Taliban. I mean, I, to me, they're not about legitimate. They're just, they're thugs to me, personally. But any legitimate government may not do it like Because You know, in America, we think that the only true government is our government, right? That's how we think. We think we don't do it the way America say do it and we ain't really. This is it. I mean, no, it ain't it. I know. I know. Somebody got upset. <laughs> Watch, wait, wait till you get in heaven. Some of you who don't like a one man rule. Get ready. Because when you go to heaven, it ain't going to be one. The government will be upon what? His shoulders. A righteous kingdom, a holy kingdom, a sanctified kingdom. Perfect. Don't have to worry about people messing up. But watch this. So he says, do what is good in verse 3, and you will be rewarded. You know, when I was working patrol, I used to, you know, in my police car, I would drive in the neighborhood. And I used to be amazed. I'd pull up, and i just see, it seemed like, you know, one particular neighborhood, I would go to, it seemed like every time I pulled up, i just see people running. I'm like, man, I ain't got no warrant in my case. I ain't looking for nobody. I'm just, brother, I'm just out there patrolling. What you running for? Why, why are you running? I, mean, I see the back of feet, man. They just running. They, they're watching. i like, brother, what you running for? Because you know you're doing wrong. See, the Bible says the wicked flees when nobody is after them. People got stuff made up in their mind. The police is after me. We ain't even talking about you in roll call. We don't know nothing about what you're doing. <laughs> Your conscience has got the better of you. You know that you're doing wrong. <laughs> Watch this. So, so do what is good. Everybody say, do, what, do what's right. And you'll be rewarded. Now look at this. Verse number four. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. Watch this. Be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. Now, you know, back in those days with the, with the folks who was in authority, they used to carry what they called a sword, right? The sword was their weapon of choice. We don't carry swords today in authority now. You know what they don't carry. You know what they carry, right? Somebody preaching with me. Who said it? The swords today got projectiles on them. And people used to say, well, how can you be God and be a Christian right here? Right here. He is God's minister. You know who else is your minister? The IRS. How many like the IRS? Oh, look at you. Look at you like, oh, my God, pastor. Stop. I don't like. They are. Watch this. Because I told you I'm going to keep it to the word. Watch this. All right. Look at verse number six and seven. For because of this, you also pay what? Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> for they are God's what? Okay, it must be a misinterpretation. <laughs> what does the Greek say, pastor? <laughs> so those who hate to pay taxes, I ain't paying, you know, uh, how many know that uh, God says this? Um, let's just go back to the word. He says, for because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending... Attending continually to this very thing. How many know the IRS, they stay on it? I mean, they really are attentive to that. I mean, if you don't pay, they will hunt you down. They will garnish your money. They will make harassing phone calls. They will go to your boss. They are attending continually to this very thing. And yet we got believers, Christians, who are cheating on their taxes. I'm not talking about now. Look, that now. Now, if you can itemize in the duct, that's. I'm not talking about that. That's right to do that, right? I mean, I do it. I write stuff off all the time. But I mean, no, God did not call. We ain't supposed to be cheaters. You can't call yourself a believer and you're a cheater. You're cheating on your tag. Oh, I'm going to try to, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this down. And you know, and you know it's not right. And you submit it. Do you know that God has already approved or disapproved what you send before it gets to the IRS desk? So look at the neighbor and say, pay your taxes. <laughs> All right. Now look at 1 Samuel chapter number 15. Let's do this real quick. Come on. Come with me. 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 18 through 23. Now watch this. Here we go. Now y'all know about Saul, right? Saul was, the Bible says Saul was a good looking man. You know that? Saul was the first king of Israel. The Bible says that Saul was anointed. Saul, Saul was head and shoulders. Just like good looking brother back there, <laughs> brother Maurice. Head and shoulders. Strong, good looking young man. Head and shoulders. Saul was anointed, called by God. But Saul had some problems. Because Saul, who started humble, he thought he had a little spirit of rebellion that got the better of him. How many know that half obedience is not really obedience at all? Okay, I'm going to obey this part, but I ain't going to do this. Then you ain't really committed to obedience. Here's what Saul did. God gave Saul, through the prophet Samuel, kill the Malachites. In fact, I want you to get rid of, kill, destroy everything. Saul decided, wait a minute, I ain't going to kill everything. I'm going to keep some of this stuff. I mean, God obviously must have made a mistake. How many ever said that God must be making a mistake on my situation? My situation a little bit different, see, because nobody ever experienced what I'm going through. God, you know that I'm, my, I'm a little bit different now, because this has never happened in all the earth since the beginning of time. What I'm going through, that's how we act sometimes, right? Okay. Look at verse number 18. Now the Lord sent you on a mission. How many know God has sent you on a mission? Uh huh. And said, "Go." And utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are what? Right, I like that too. That's an even better word. When they did, uh, I'm sorry. When when then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? Now so, Now he was like, you know, I'm sure he was like, like some of us do something. Yeah, well, I mean, God said, yeah, but you know, God don't mind because I can use this. I can put it back in the house of the Lord. I mean, I could go out there and play the lottery all day long. I'm just gonna put it back in the house of the Lord. <laughs> the Lord gonna bless. <laughs> uh, I'm just picking. Some of y'all are, hey, we're going to talk about the lottery. <laughs> okay, I'm just having fun. But you know what I mean. I'm just trying to get us to help us to see, understand how we sometimes can take things and go halfway with it. Now watch this. And when, when, <clears throat> why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil? In verse 20, and Saul said to Samuel, but, but I've obeyed the voice of the Lord. See, in his mind, <laughs> I killed him. I just didn't do everything you told me to do. But, but God, I mean, you know, give me credit for what I did. My kids are great at that. They do halfway stuff. Well, well how about just say thanking dad for what I did? I mean, you ought to be glad I did that <laughs> Amen, they're gonna kill me when I get. they're gonna tear me up. You just put it put it on the little ones. <laughs> take this hit. watch this so. Verse 20, so he said, I've obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission of which the Lord sent me. And I brought back Agat, king of Amalek, and I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, uh-oh, here we go. We were going to do pass the boat. It's the people. ain't me. Them people, they're rebellious. ain't me. But the people took of the plunder and the sheep and the oxen, the best of the thing which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So, Samuel said, Watch this. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than what? And to heed the fetter rams, for rebellion is as the sin of what? And stubbornness is what? Okay, now watch this. Do you know what was it? You know, in the Old Testament, here it goes goes again. You know, when you used to practice witchcraft? Playing with the Ouija boys and all that. You know what they used to do back in the Old Testament? What was the sentence? Death. Idolatry. You know, they could not worship other gods. If you worship another god, what happened to you? Come on, don't be afraid. Death. All right? He said rebellion. Listen to this. He said rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is like idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected you from being the king. I believe that many people in the body of Christ, I'm going to talk to the church for a second. Many people in the body of Christ, we will never, ever get to where God wants us to be. Not because we're not gifted. Not because we can't do it. But simply because we're rebellious. And we're sitting back thinking, why can't I get a promotion on the job? Let me ask you a question. How do you treat your boss on the job? What's your attitude? What are you knowing? If if somebody in this church was to walk up on your job and say, can you tell me a little bit about Brother So-and-so? What would they say? I'm just saying. Because they say, well, good employee. Come to work on time. Faithful. I can trust them. They do it well. They do a good They do it well. I don't hear any back talk from them. Great. I will give them a great reference. Or where they say, oh, they give me a hard way to go. Please, let's get rid of them. Take them. How I you mean? It ain't supposed to be named among us. The Bible says rebellion, the spirit of rebellion, the spirit of rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. I didn't say that God said that because you knew why he ties it back to that? Because Satan began all this with his rebellion in heaven. And the spirit of Satan is the spirit of rebellion. I know people, oh gosh, oh pastor, I mean, come on. You know, you just, I mean, you don't understand this is out. This is the Bible was written many, many years ago. Somewhere I read that he changed. Not it says that all the scripture is for reproof correction that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Watch this thing. Like, like, watch this. So let's, take it, let's, let's deal with that employer for a minute. Look at 1 Peter chapter number 2, verse 18. I think she have it in a New Living Translation. 1 mm-hmm. Peter. 1 Peter chapter number... Two, verse eighteen. We say eighteen. Okay. You who are slaves—in other words, this means servants; those who are working for somebody—must accept the authority of your what? Masters with all what? Respect. Do what they tell you. Uh oh. Do what they what? Not only if they are kind. And reasonable, well, I don't like my boss because they're just nasty and cruel. So, therefore, I'm not going to obey them because they don't talk to me nice. <laughs> Uh-oh. I ain't not getting a whole lot of amens this morning. All right. But not only if they are kind and reasonable, even if they are what? Even if they are cruel. How many of you like that? Don't, don't, don't one of you say I like it, because you don't. I don't like it. But God is saying, look, unless an authority tells you to disobey me, follow it. Do what it tells you to do. Servants, be submissive to your masters. Jump on down to chapter 3, y'all ready first, Peter. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to pick on the wise, but I'm going to make a little statement. All right. Uh-oh. Here we go. Y'all ready? All right. I hope the ladies don't get mad at me. Because y'all know I love you. <laughs> I'm holding by the word. What can I do? Wives. All you ladies in marriage, say that's me. Okay. <laughs> Likewise. Be what? Who potassio, To get up under. To submit. To your what? And this one right here says to your own husbands. That even if they don't obey the word. Now, 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 here's what he's talking about now, Peter. He's talking about a husband that is rebellious. Now, I'm not going to say how many of y'all got rebellious husbands because I don't want to get nobody in trouble. He said that if they don't obey the word, how are we going to take care of it? Watch this. That if they don't obey the word, that they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. So why? You ain't ever going to really win that husband over by just yelling and screaming at them. He says, so, okay, let's look at it again. They without a word. In other words, God said, don't say nothing. May be won by the conduct of the wives. In other words, be a godly example with a gentle and quiet spirit. Boy, that is so foreign today, isn't it? I mean, in our culture today, it's like you're out of your mind. You know, most women believe it was. this is outdated. See, when God tells me that this is outdated, I'll start preaching it. How come nobody's smiling no more? Um. Do not verse three. Do not let your adornment be merely outward appearance, arranging the hair, wearing gold, putting on fine apparel, but rather let it be the hidden person of the heart. Verse four, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Now submission doesn't mean abuse. See, we're talking about right submission. Now, for you men who want to get all happy and look at your wife and say, "Woman, submit to me." Let's don't look at Ephesians chapter chapter 4 real quick. I told you, I'm going to tighten up them brothers too now. Don't, don't let me, I ain't going to leave y'all hanging. Because I mean, say balance. Oh yes, there got to be a balance to this thing. Watch this. Ephesians chapter number 5. I say 4 but 5. Go 5. One more thing. Look at verse 22. Wives submit. That's the same word. Hupotasios, study it. Look at it. Look it up in the Greek. To your own husband as to the what? Lord. So wives, how do your how do you submit to the Lord? That's the same way you ought to submit to your husband. Is that what that mean? Is that what it says, right? Okay. For the husband is a what? Come on, preach with me. Head. Can I get one lady that will talk to me? Baby, can you pre- talk with me? Please, don't leave me hanging. For the husband is a head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the what? And he is a what? Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband in some things. <laughs> oh gosh. Woo, Jesus. Well, I, I got to tell my husband, I ain't going to do that. Because he crazy. <laughs> Watch this. But here's the balance. Husband, love your what? Just as Christ what? And gave himself for her. I've never met a woman that won't submit to a man that will love her like Christ loved the church. When you love that woman, you worship that woman, and you... And you bless her, and you serve her just like Christ did the church. She ain't got no problem. Woman, can I get amen there? That's right. That's right. And a hallelujah one said. <laughs> so, men, here's the thing. Are you loving like you're supposed to love? Are you laying down your life? Or are you just got the pants on barking out orders? I'm the man up in here. See, woman, the Bible says submit. See, that's what started the women's revolution in the first place. The women lived because men won't doing what they were supposed to do. I ain't gonna go no further now. I'm gonna leave it there. But that's why, because men won't be leaders. Leaders does not listen. You're not a leader because you can bark orders. That's right. They probably teach you that in leadership school, right? Huh? You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna follow just because you got a title. Don't make you no leader. That's why I don't have a high value on titles. What does it mean? I don't need a title to lead. I walk up in any situation and for long, so folk can be following me. Because I'm a leader. I don't need a title to be a leader. Do you hear me? Now watch this. So, so wife, look at the husband and say, love me right. Love and I'll submit. Could I tell him, so I'll submit. That's right. <laughs> Alright. Now 1 Timothy chapter number number 2. We're about getting ready to close this down. I just had to lay down the 1 Timothy. Oh yeah, I'm almost done. 1 Timothy chapter number 2. Now watch this. 1 Timothy chapter number 2. So we have to deal with this whole issue of the respect and the authority of those who are Leaders in our community. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that what? Supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for how many men? Oh. So you never ever, as a Christian, you say, I got nothing to pray about. I don't have nobody. You always find something to pray about. Somebody, right? For kings and all those who are what? In authority. That we may lead a what? a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior who desires that all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth now watch this he says first of all supplication what is supplication supplication is need-based prayers that's when we're asking god to meet a need perhaps to meet the need for those to be saved Intercession means to to fall into someone, to identify. When I ask you to intercede for me, I'm asking you to identify with my pain. Intercede. How many of you you know what I mean? You ever had somebody, you're really going through trouble, you really need God's help. You need to find somebody say, look, intercede with me. Because when I intercede for you, I know what that means. That means if you're fasting, I'm fasting. That means if you're hurting, I'm hurting. I'm getting up in this with you. That's what intercession means prayers, that means general, all kinds of prayers, and giving of thanks. That is why we're praying for all men. We should be humble and thankful for what God is doing in our, love, in our lives. Now watch this. He said, not only pray this for all men, but he calls out the kings and all who are in authority. Listen the other day, I had a man I worked with and he said to me, Now, for those of you, just for the record, I don't get involved in politics. So don't come ask me about politics. I just don't. Because in my opinion, I think it's overrated. And I think in order for me, here's my conviction on politics. You want to know it? I think that if I'm going to be truly a kingdom person, I can't belong to a, a political party. Because some folks only see the eyes through Democrat or Republican. If you ain't a Democrat, I will never, I will, brother, I will never talk to you. That was somebody who posted on a Facebook page, a relative, saying, I hope that all Republicans go to hell. What can God do with that? I remember, I remember on the job and I heard people who used to talk and say some of the most horrific things about George Bush. Dumb, idiot, Christian. Barack Obama, the president, I hear some of the most horrible and disgusting things that people say about him. And then they turn right back around and say blessing and cursing, come to church, raise their hands, and act like, hey, I'm free, I'm clean. You ain't supposed to be acting like that. Say what you want to say. You are called to pray for those who are in authority. There was a political, uh, there was a guy last week and I don't know what his religious background is, but I, I posted on Facebook because I was, I was shocked. This guy who's running against uh, the president, he said the other day, he said, you know, Lord, I just pray for President Obama and his family, that you would protect them. That's the closest I ever heard any politician coming to biblical, you know, because all politicians say I'm a Christian. You know that. I'm a Christian. You know, I go to, you, you know how, you know the routine. But, but let me say this. We are called to pray. For our spiritual leaders, for our leaders, for our governing authority. He said for all who are in authority. To kings mean monarchs. That means person who is at the top. Pray. Yes, if I don't agree with your policy, I'm going to pray against it. That God will open eyes. That God will save you. That God will help you to see. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to disobey and rebel. I heard one guy said to me, well, if President Obama get elected again, there's a number one thing to do. Go get your guns and your bullets. What God are you serving? You call yourself a believer, you are out of order. Jesus came, you remember they told Jesus, they said, Jesus, you need to, they said, you need to overthrow the government. You need to usher in your kingdom. Jesus did not come to start a revolution and get everybody together So let's get our arms together and let's go fight and tear this thing up. Jesus, I mean, he spoke truth to power. He dealt with the facts. He dealt with politics. He dealt with the Pharisees. He says, "My time has not come because when he, because when he get ready to do it, and crush the crush the enemies of the earth, he ain't gonna have to gather nobody together. He's just gonna speak, Amen. and there it is, because he's all power. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah! Amen. And watch this. So, so I got to deal with this because it makes me, it bothers me, because." I got to be in a position where I respect and honor authority. Now, I'm not to disobey and do things that authority tells me to do that is against God. But just because I disagree with you on certain things, don't give me the right to dishonor you. He says to pray. Look at this. He's said, pray for all who are in authority that we may lead a what kind of life? Quiet and peaceable life. The spirit of God is always peace. He said, blessed are the what? Peacemakers. Peacemakers. Yeah, you can have your you can vote whoever you feel, vote your conscience and all that. We're not talking about that. But I mean, no, we got to keep all this in its proper perspective. We have to be in a position that if God calls me to minister to somebody that's a flaming liberal, I'm ready. If God called me to minister to somebody that's, that's just a strong, far right, I'm ready to minister. And I am not going to reject you because of political beliefs. Because I'm first connected with the kingdom. And that's the drumbeat that I march to. Christians ought to act that way. No political party have at its core their desire to please God. It's not God's party. I guarantee you, we get to heaven. You, you we get to heaven. I'm, 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 am willing. I'm not a bet man. You know, I can't bet. But I, I'm pretty sure that we get to heaven. We ain't gonna be sectioning the Democrats or Republicans. Ain't but one kingdom, baby. It's his kingdom. That's it. That's it. And I know some of you. You might say, "Well, oh, you, 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 wanna. I'm just letting you know. That's how I think about it. So don't come talk to me about it. That's why I am. I'm, I'm saying, Lord, I'm gonna stay loose. I ain't going to be tied down to nothing and nobody. So if you're a liberal, if you're a liberal, then you come talk to me, I'm going to pray with you. If you're far right, I'm going to pray with you. But I'm going to hold you accountable to the word. I don't care what you are. And you ought to hold me accountable to the word, no matter what I believe, about politics. All right. He says that all men may come to the truth in verse number four, right? He said all men may come to the truth. So what is God's desire? What is God's desire? That mean, be saved. Well, if I'm, if I'm posting on my Facebook page that I hope all Republicans go to hell, and then I turn right back around and say I'm a Christian, is that the same spirit? I don't wish nobody to go to hell. I love, I don't wish my, I love my dog. I hope, I hope that my dog go to heaven. I've just been trying to find scripture. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking because I love my dog, man. Y'all meet my dog Princess, She cute. I'm like, Lord, is it God, I know Princess is gonna be in heaven. <laughs> Got to be. No way my dog is gonna go somewhere just. No, I'm gonna see my dog. God is good. God is good. God can give, God, give me my dog. You think God will he's a He said, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk what, Uprightly. He give me my dog if I want my dog in heaven. I'm just going to believe that until you've shown me some scripture. I've been searching for scripture that proved me wrong that my dog ain't going to be with me. And I'll be willing to check it out. But, but listen, in closing, listen, here's what I'm saying. I know that there's a lot of negative authority out there. And I know the world, there's a bunch, there's a rebelling, there's a, there's a spirit of rebellion that's out there. But here, here's the thing. Understand that God is the one who institutes authority, and when it works right, there's a, there's a such thing of good authority and there's bad authority, right? But when it works right, it's good for us. See, how many, how many of you have been, uh, I tell my kids all the time, they say, you know, I can't wait till I leave. Okay? <laughs> I don't see nothing stopping you. But I'm, I'm saying this. Watch this. And they say that. They say that jokingly sometimes. Sometimes they mean me. I don't know. Because, you know. But you know what? I remember all of us, just about all of us adults, and we go right back now, we can say, man, I sure do remember what my dad told me and my mom told me. It makes sense to me right now. But boy, back there, when they were trying to restrain me and put these, put these, uh, these shackles on me, I can't go here. Like, why can't I come in at 2 in the morning? Why can't I just walk in? Why can't I hang out with such and such? Why can't I just do this? Let me tell you something. You love it. When I first went to college, I felt naked. I, didn't, I couldn't even understand why I felt naked. Because see, I had been in an environment where there were some rules and some parameters. And that authority protected me. You take me out of that, I felt exposed. That's what the enemy wants to do, doesn't he? He want to drag us away. He want us to hate authority. He wanted us to look at our throat and say, I ain't doing what you say. Satan likes that because then he can usher in chaos and all kinds of rebellion into your life. So we ought to hate the spirit of rebellion. When there's something that needs to be addressed, we do it in a way that promotes God's kingdom and his way of doing things. There's a way to do. We talked about, I don't know, a week or two ago, we talked about dealing with conflict. We talked about how to go to your brother if you got a problem, you got an issue. There's a way to do all these things. I welcome you to come to me and talk to me. If you got anything here at this church, I'm pastor. I I tell people all the time, I'm only pastor, not because I'm all that great and I know it all. I don't. I'm just pastor because I got here first. That's it. I just beat you here. That's it. (laughs) Ain't nothing wonderful about this. This is pretty much plain. I mean, it's just the way it is. I know my limitations. I know who I am. I am not under any illusions. I am not doing this because I need somebody to come and pat me on the back. I'm not interested in lording over people. I'm not interested in being promoted. I just want to see God's people be everything they can be. And I'm committed to that till I die. Amen. I'm committed to it. I'll help you. I'll do whatever I got to do to see you go to the next level in God. That's all I want. I don't want nothing else. But we got to get this authority thing right. Next week we'll deal with it as it relates to spiritual authority. We'll deal with it in church. Because the church got to lead the way in this whole thing of authority. Because the world is taking this thing by the horn and they're like leading the charge. And how I many you know it ain't looking too pretty. If you don't see like, I mean, this world, I mean, this thing is all messed up. You talk about the economy. You're talking about, I mean, the leadership, talk Washington, not too long ago, they were all in this debt ceiling fight. You remember all that stuff? I mean, people like, what's going on? I'm going to tell you what's going on. A spirit of rebellion coming from everywhere, designed to bring stuff down. And here's what God is saying to us. I told you. Here's what God is saying. I've given you the word what what authority is. Understand it. Follow it. Do it the right way. Promote good. If you're on a job. If you got something to say to your boss, if you can't go say it to his face, don't say it. Don't go and be a spirit of and, and plant seeds of unrighteousness. Go to that. But look, I got a problem with something you say. Can you help me with this? Now, they may not say, may say, well, you need to get out my face. They ain't listening to that. They may say that. Then you just pray for them. But here's the thing we got to do. We got to be people to honor authority because authority was a God thing. It is not a man thing. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.